Good morning, my friends, and welcome to another week. Welcome to a Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, October the 19th. Hoping you had a wonderful weekend and that uh, wherever you were, you were able to get out, uh, enjoy God's creation as these fall days seem to um, be passing us by quickly. So uh, we have another Memorial Feast Day today. It is the uh, Memorial of Saints John de Brebeuf, forgive me if I'm saying this poorly, and Isaac Jogues and companions, all martyrs. I'll speak a little bit about them uh, after we read the gospel today. It doesn't change uh, our sequence of the gospel. We will continue through the gospel of Luke. For those following along today, we will be Luke chapter 12, verses 13 to 21. Luke 12, 13 to 21. So let's open up God's word together this morning. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, Now as for you, You have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, to whom will they belong? Thus will it be for the one who stores up treasure for himself, but is not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Brothers and sisters, this, I think, is a hard gospel, particularly for those of us, and I'm sure that's all that is listening to this, living in this country of abundance that we have. Um, We grow up in the midst of riches, and we may not consider ourselves rich by any means, but comparatively, Oh, we are overflowing with them. Now, want to make clear what I'm understanding that Christ is saying here and what he's not. I don't hear Jesus condemning people who are rich. I condemn him, or I hear him condemning, though, this particular way of using riches. Let's, let's, let's kind of sort this out a bit here. Take care to guard against all greed. Okay, that's what his condemnation here is. For though one may be rich, he doesn't, he's not saying, okay, it's not bad to be rich. Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. And then he tells this parable about the rich, uh, the rich uh, person here. 
And the rich person is focused on himself. Okay, I've had a great harvest. What am I going to do? I've already got all this stuff stored up for myself. Mm, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear down these and build bigger ones so I can store more. Um, And then basically when I've done that, I will rest, eat, drink, and be merry. That, That focus is entirely on his self. And God says, you fool, this night your life will be demanded of you and the things you have prepared to whom they will belong. And then ultimately, here's the final condemnation. Thus will it be for the one who stores up treasure for himself, but is not rich in what matters to God. You know, I, I, we, we are familiar with that story, eat, drink, and be merry. And, and we may think, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't be saying that because it's part of the condemnation. It's part of the guy on the bad side of this. I want to I wanna, um, contrast it with that wonderful reading in Ecclesiastes. So you're all familiar with it. It's Ecclesiastes 3, chapters, uh, or chapter 3, verses 1 through um, 12, 13 in that ballpark. It's that part that says, Um, there's a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, a time for peace. But then there's that gorgeous part in the end of that that says, what profit have workers from their toil? Now, the writer of Ecclesiastes, Kohaleth, is asking the question of meaning. He's saying, what does it all mean? God has made, and and here's again at that, that time for every purpose, I've seen the business that God has given to mortals to be busied about. God has made everything appropriate to its time, but has put the timeless, meaning God himself, which is so wonderful, has put the timeless into their hearts so that they cannot find out from beginning to end the work that God has done. And then here's the point I wanted to contrast. I recognize that there is nothing better than to rejoice and to do well during life. Moreover, that all can eat and drink and enjoy the good of their toil, that this is a gift of God. Now, he's saying almost the exact same thing here, isn't he? As the, as the man who's saying, I want to tear down all of my buildings, bring up, bring, build up bigger ones, store them for myself, then I can rest, eat, drink, and be merry. His focus is on himself and on how he's going to be comfortable the rest of his life. But I don't hear that from the writer of, of Ecclesiastes. Here's what I hear Kohel saying. I recognize that there is nothing better than to rejoice and do well during life. Moreover, that I can, that all, 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 not I, all can eat and drink and enjoy the good of their toil, that that is a gift from God, that I'm not storing something up for myself so I can be comfortable and and let others do the best they can, but that the work that I have done deserves also its enjoyment, and that is a true gift. So I don't, necessarily think the idea of eating and drinking and being merry is a bad idea if you're hearing this parable and saying, oh, I've got to stop that. No, I think we're called in our toil to enjoy the gifts that God gives us through that toil, but not do it solely for myself and and have me be the end of, um, of, of me and only me be the end of my toils. I mean, I think an appropriate 
response to this man had been, okay, he has a bountiful harvest. He has enough for himself already stored up. How can he share that with those who are in need? How does he look beyond himself? And here clearly is where he's not. He, he, he seems to be focused more, more on acquiring, on, on how do I build it more and more and more for me, rather than saying, okay, what, what is it that God desires of me? Um, and, uh, and, and, and sometimes God may desire simplicity of us and giving away those things that we have. Sometimes he may uh, look at our acquisitions and say, okay, how can we share those with those who don't have acquisitions? And sometimes he's saying, you know what? Today is a day where you just need to enjoy the gift uh, that toil and, and this day has given you. And know it is a gift from God and recognize God's presence within it. Again, there's that famous um, parable, or excuse me, proverb, and we only say the back half of it, that money is the root of all evil. But that's only the back half of it. And it only gives us a, a, a slight glimpse. The whole proverb is, the love of money is the root of all evil. When money becomes and possessions become our God and that which we seek, that becomes our security. Ultimately, the parable Jesus is telling us is, that gives you no security. Someone else is going to enjoy all the work that you've done. And, and what are you going to do then when I, when I invite you home, when I demand your life? Our life, my friends, is rooted in God. And yes, as, as that wonderful reading from Ecclesiastes says, there is a time for us to enjoy that. But there is also a time to make sure we are looking around us and, and seeing what is the need there and how do I respond with what I have, with what I have been given, with the work that I have done to, to get to this place and share it with those who may not have had that opportunity. Um, are our possessions and are our gifts about us and our own security or are they about something bigger? Let's talk briefly about uh, Isaac Jogues and his companions. Um, so this was back mid-1600s. There were a number of Jesuits uh, that came over from France. Again, that's why I can't say their names well. Jean de Brebeuf and Isaac Jogues and, uh, and other Jesuits. I believe uh, at least eight were martyred. But they came to the New World, uh, left uh, very successful and uh, and and professions of, of great dignity in France. In fact, Isaac Jogues, I believe, was a, uh, a professor of literature. And, uh, and they left, and their hearts were for the native peoples of the, of the New World at that time. So they came, and they landed in Quebec, and uh, they served the Huron peoples up there. And the Huron peoples were, were open to the idea of uh, Christianity, but the Hurons were at war very often with the neighboring Iroquois, and the Iroquois were were uh, they were a tough lot, and they weren't open to the um, the idea of the Christian message, message like the Huron folk were. So these um, eight companions, these Jesuits, were captured by the Iroquois and tortured, and. Um, 
at one level, at, at some level, through the help of the Dutch, Isaac Jogues and some of his companions were able to escape, and Jogues was able to go back over to France. But even there, um, uh, in his state, and, and it was not a good state because he had been tortured quite effectively by the Iroquois, his heart still burned for the Huron people. And so he went back. He and his companions went back. And um, uh, they landed in upstate New York at that point. And there was a treaty between the Huron and the Iroquois. And they believed that treaty would be honored, but uh, it wasn't. In fact, they were captured by a a group of Mohawk uh, natives at that point. And between these eight companions, over the course of 1642 to 1649, all were uh, killed and and martyred in one way or another. I think one was uh, tortured to death. I think Isaac Jogues was uh, beheaded, uh, tomahawked and beheaded by the Mohawk peoples. Um, Another, I don't don't know if this was Jean de Brebeuf, was um, uh, tortured and then thrown into a chapel that they had built and burned to death. And and again, others shot, uh, um, just various things. But again, their desire for um, bringing the Christian message to these people whom they loved uh, was more important to them. And, and, and they had to know that they were, were going to be martyred. Uh, but it was more important to them than their very life. And, uh, and they live that out. So I guess the question for us today would be, how do we approach our riches, brothers and sisters? I think that's what Jesus is inviting us to. And what effect, do they own me or do I own them? And then the other question I think would be that we can ponder, what is our mission in life? Clearly these eight men who were martyred had a great mission and burned for it. What mission do you and I burn for today? And what are we going to do today to further advance that mission in the world and and therefore God's kingdom in the world? Let's pray. Again, invite us to bring our intentions before our Blessed Mother and invite her to bring them before the throne of God. We begin the sorrowful mysteries today. So let's begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, my friends, thank you for uh, opening up God's Word with me today. I wish you every blessing on the rest of your Monday and on the week to come. And I look forward to sharing God's Word uh, with all of you later this week. God bless.